In 1996, I was commissioned by the Guggenheim Museum to execute a large body of work called "Uses of Evidence." It was a cube, a very one large cube at that. Each side had a window in order for the spectators to view the interior of the structure. The exterior of the structure was a collage of Africa and Africans, as portrayed in the Western media and literature. A look through the windows revealed a sharp contrast. Within the cubes are tranquil, civilized. Domestic images of African family members, friends, and Nigerian professionals, ranging from writers, poets, fashion designers, etc. The thing is, both the exterior and the interior images are quite true, but the images. Captured by Western media, overwhelmingly depict Africans as basically primitive, at best, or barely distinguishable from the African animals. Not much has changed, I'm afraid, since 1996, when I executed this work. I began my professional. Photography practice in 1994, but my passion and enthusiasm for photography goes back to childhood, when my parents arranged for us to be photographed by a professional photographer on almost a monthly basis. It was also an opportunity for my siblings to dress up in our lightest gear. Made by our tailor. Later, when I was in boarding school, my friends and I bought Polaroid cameras, and then I began to experiment with self-portraiture, or what I would call proto-selfie auto-portraits. <laughs> Cover Girl 1994 was my first major work that was critically well received in the U.S. and Europe, and quite instantly became a part of the school anthologies at universities and colleges. With the Cover Girl series, I wanted to reimagine the magazine cover. With imagery totally unexpected yet profoundly reasonable, the CoverGirl series proposed a different way the African can be represented in a more complex manner. Like CoverGirl, the Satorio Anarchy series is made up of self-portraits. It is an ongoing body of work, started in 2010. In each image, I married disparate costumes from widely diverse traditions, countries, and time frames, and in mixing eras, cultures, I was able to bring harmony, as it were, to their seemingly irreconcilable differences. 
these differences became a source of inspired artistic celebration. For example, in Satura Anarchy number four, I mixed a butter hat inspired by the traditional Eton Oxford College boat race with a green Afghan traditional coat and an American Boy Scout shirt, a culture clash that works. In Satria Anarchy number five, I wore a macaroni wig inspired by 18th century macaroni headgear from England. This was paired with a British Norfolk jacket, a Yoruba Nigerian trousers, and improbably South African Zulu fighting stick, all harmoniously coexisting on one body. And with Satrial Anarchy, I began to invest more into the organization of my pictures. I also began to investigate the vast possibilities of color, its emotional values, psychological impulse, poetic allure, and the boundless capacity beyond the realm of meaning and logic. Now, enter Nollywood. In October of 2014, I returned to Lagos, Nigeria, after over three decades away, and took photographs of 64 Nollywood personalities. I captured a cross-section of the industry, as well as the next generation of rising stars. Nollywood is the first time that you have a school of African filmmakers truly, truly profoundly in charge of telling African stories. In their varied movies, from romantic movies, horror films, gangster movies to action movies, one sees Nigerians portrayed with many layers of complicities. All the Nigerian or Niger archetypes, if you allow, are there. From the divas, the shakara, the coquette, the gangsters, the rich, the corrupt politicians, the whore, the pimp, all in their swagger. And of course, you have the lowlifes and the losers too, all vividly portrayed. Nollywood is Africa's mirror par excellence. Typically, I direct all of my portraits. From the way my subject conducts his or her head, the way the neck is tilted, the expression of the fingers, the gestures of the hands, to the gaze, and the overall bearing and countenance. Let me describe some of the photographs to you. Genevieve Nnamdi, she is the reigning queen of Nollywood. Here, I was quoting. From the grand, iconic African cultures of the Nile Valley civilizations, namely Egypt, Sudan, and Ethiopia, so as to imbue her with a stately, pharaonic, calm grandeur. Taiwo Ajayi said, 
is the grand dam of Nollywood. Every aspect of her being commands attention. So I pose her with her back to the audience, her face turned to meet, meet us with a redoubtable gaze. She doesn't need to seek our approval. She's all that. Sadiq Dabar, there was an unspoken authoritarian and imperial bearing that Sadiq Dabar exudes upon meeting him. In this portrait, he simply sat and allowed his massive, massive Nigerian captain to signal his status. Quite an accomplishment. Belinda Effa, Belinda Effa's portrait allowed me to indulge my passion for color. Dressed in a long, fitted blue dress that emphasized her curves, seated on opposed green velvet bench, I gamely employed the multicolored carpet and the background color to, in order to evoke the splendor of the multicolored painted bunting bird. Everything was designed to harmonize the figure of Belinda within the frame. Mona Lisa Chinda is, shall we say, the epitome of deluxe existence and lifestyle. Her picture or portrait pretty much speaks for itself. Alex Ekubo is a sharp study in simplified elegance and dignity, and a harmony in blue and white as well. Eyinna Nwigwe is a Nollywood matinee idol. There is a whiff of the rake about him, and that gives him an enchanting edge. That's what I felt when I designed and organized the portrait. Now, Nollywood is the new face of Africa. It is modern, postmodern, metamodern, bold, sexy, shrewd, and with a contagious attitude worth catching. As the finale of the project, I assembled the Nollywood stars into a group grand portrait of 64 subjects called the School of Nollywood, which was inspired by Raphael's School of Athens that was done circa 1509. It is at the Vatican. This grand group portrait is the exact same size as Raphael's School of Athens. It measures roughly 27 feet width by six and a half feet height. Nollywood also exemplifies a type of modernity never before seen in Africa. Think of it. There has never been anything so ubiquitous with such iconic optics to come out of Africa since the Nile Valley civilizations of Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia. Outside of Nollywood, the image of Africa remains frozen 
in the old National Geographic mode and safari perspective. But as Africans continue to step and see themselves portrayed by Nollywood in their varied and fantastic complexities, they will in turn propagate and perpetuate the positive image of themselves. This is what Hollywood did and continues to do for the West. As shocking as this may be, it is almost a taboo in the art world to show Africans in a modern framework. That is to say, as polished, dry cleaned, manicured, pedicured, and carved. Part of my job is to keep beautifying Africa for the world, one portrait at a time. Thank you. In 1996, I was commissioned by the Guggenheim Museum to execute a large body of work called "Uses of Evidence." It was a cube, a very one large cube at that. Each side had a window in order for the spectators to view the interior of the structure. The exterior of the structure was a collage of Africa. And Africans, as portrayed in the Western media and literature, a look through the windows revealed a sharp contrast. Within the cubes are tranquil, civilized, domestic images of African family members, friends, and Nigerian professionals, ranging from writers, poets. Fashion designers, etc. The thing is, both the exterior and the interior images are quite true, but the images captured by Western media overwhelmingly depict Africans as basically primitive, at best, or barely distinguishable. From the African animals, not much has changed, I'm afraid, since 1996, when I executed this work. I began my professional photography practice in 1994, but my passion and enthusiasm for photography goes back to childhood, when my parents. Arranged for us to be photographed by a professional photographer on almost a monthly basis. It was also an opportunity for my siblings to dress up in our lightest gear, made by our tailor. Later, when I was in boarding school, my friends and I bought Polaroid cameras, and then I began to experiment with self. Potential, or what I would call proto-selfie auto-portraits. 
Cobra Girl 1994 was my first major work that was critically well received in the U.S. and Europe, and quite instantly became a part of the school anthologies at universities and colleges. With the Cobra Girl series, I wanted to reimagine the magazine cover with imagery totally unexpected yet. Profoundly reasonable. The Covergirl series proposed a different way the African can be represented in a more complex manner. Like Covergirl, the Sartorial Anarchy series is made up of self-portraits. It is an ongoing body of work, started in 2010. In each image. I married disparate costumes from widely diverse traditions, countries, and time frames, and in mixing eras, cultures, I was able to bring harmony, as it were, to their seemingly irreconcilable differences. These differences became a source of inspired. Artistic celebration. For example, in Satire Anarchy Number Four, I mixed a butter hat inspired by the traditional Eton Oxford College boat race, with a green Afghan traditional coat, and an American Boy Scout shirt. A culture clash that works. In Satire Anarchy Number Five, I wore a macaroni wig inspired by 18th-century macaroni headgear from England. This was paired with a British Norfolk jacket, a Yoruba Nigerian trousers, and improbably, South African Zulu fighting stick. All harmoniously. Coexist in one body, and with Satire Anarchy, I began to invest more into the organization of my pictures. I also began to investigate the vast possibilities of color, its emotional values, psychological impulse, poetic allure, and the boundless capacity. Beyond the realm of meaning and logic. Now, enter Nollywood. In October of 2014, I returned to Lagos, Nigeria, after over three decades away, and took photographs of 64 Nollywood personalities. I captured a cross-section of the industry, as well as the next generation. Of rising stars, Nollywood is the first time that you have a school of African filmmakers truly, truly, profoundly in charge of telling African stories. In their varied movies, from romantic movies, horror films, gangster movies to action movies, one sees Nigerians. Portrayed with many layers of complexities, or the Nigerian or 
Niger archetypes, if you allow, are there. From the divas, the shakara, the coquette, the gangsters, the rich, the corrupt politicians, the whore, the pimp, all in their swagger. And of course, you have the low lives and the losers too, all vividly portrayed. Nollywood is Africa's mirror par excellence. Typically, I direct all of my portraits. From the way my subject conducts his or her head, the way the neck is tilted, the expression of the fingers, the gestures of the hands, to the gaze, and the overall bearing and countenance. Let me describe some of the photographs to you. Genevieve in Nanji, she is the reigning queen of Nollywood. Here, I was quoting. From the grand, iconic African cultures of the Nile Valley civilizations, namely Egypt, Sudan, and Ethiopia, so as to imbue her with a stately, pharaonic, calm grandeur. Taiwo Ajayilaiset is the grand dam of Nollywood. Every aspect of her being commands attention. So. I pose her with her back to the audience, her face turned to meet, meet us with a redoubtable gaze. She doesn't need to seek our approval. She's all that. Sadiq Dabar. There was an unspoken authoritarian and imperial bearing that Sadiq Dabar exudes upon meeting him. In this portrait, he simply sat and allowed his massive, massive Nigerian caftan to signal his status. Quite an accomplishment. Belinda Effa, Belinda Effa's portrait allowed me to indulge my passion for color. Dressed in a long, fitted blue dress that emphasized her curves. Seated on upholstered green velvet bench, I gamely employed the multicolored carpet and the background color to, in order to evoke the splendor of the multicolored painted bunting bird. Everything was designed to harmonize the figure of Belinda within the frame. Mona Lisa Chinda is. Shall we say, the epitome of deluxe existence and lifestyle. Her picture or portrait pretty much speaks for itself. Alex Ekubo is a sharp study in simplified elegance and dignity, and a harmony in blue and white as well. Eyinna Wegwe is a Nollywood matinee idol. There is. A whiff of the rake about him, and that gives him an enchanting edge. That's what I felt when I designed and organized the portrait. Now, Nollywood is the new phase of Africa. It is modern, postmodern, metamodern, bold, sexy, shrewd, 
and with a contagious attitude worth catching. As the finale of the project, I assembled the Nollywood stars into a group grand portrait of 64 subjects called the School of Nollywood, which was inspired by Raphael's School of Athens that was done circa 1509. It is at the Vatican. This grand group portrait is the exact same size as Raphael's School of Athens. It measures roughly 27 feet width by six and a half feet height. Nollywood also exemplifies a type of modernity never before seen in Africa. Think of it. There has never been anything so ubiquitous with such iconic optics to come out of Africa since the Nile Valley civilizations of Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia. Outside of Nollywood, the image of Africa remains frozen in the old National Geographic mode and safari perspective. But as Africans continue to step and see themselves portrayed by Nollywood in their varied and fantastic complexities, they will in turn propagate and perpetuate the positive image of themselves. This is what Hollywood. Did and continues to do for the West. As shocking as this may be, it is almost a taboo in the art world to show Africans in a modern framework. That is to say, as polished, dry cleaned, manicured, pedicured, and coiffed. Part of my job is to keep beautifying Africa for the world, one portrait at a time. Thank you. <laughs>